Welcome to Agent to Agent Remarks. Really just wanted to start a conversation. The podcast dedicated to real estate ethics and best practices. Here to talk to you about the market. Hosted by broker Jeffrey LaBelle of The Brokerage, a real estate firm. We have some great interviews on this podcast. Hear expert guests related to the real estate industry discuss actionable advice, tips, and tricks. Now, here's Jeffrey LaBelle. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Jeff LaBelle here, broker of The Brokerage, a real estate firm. Uh, so excited to be back with you. I have two really amazing people with me today. I have uh, Ashley Hunter, sales representative, customer service representative. What is the title? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> I think we have you as our countess of closings, don't we? Yeah. As our, We have a little office moniker for you. And then Ryan Pulliam. Ryan, tell us your illustrious uh, uh title, Tycor title of Nevada. Well, thanks, Jeff. Really happy to be here. Ryan Pulliam. I'm the assistant sales manager for Tycor Title Company of Southern Nevada. Oh, man. And, you know, you host a very well uh, thought of uh, Tuesdays with Tycor. Is that is that... Tycor title Tuesdays at two, so it's it's kind of nice to be on the other side of this deal. Yeah, I love the alliteration, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's nice to be on the other side of it. Like, I think this is how it feels like when a, a woman gets asked out. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm finally on the other yeah. side. You, of, I got to be happens. the one that approached you. Yeah, and I appreciate was like, hey, that. Come on my podcast. He but, likes it. <laughs> well, I think I think Ashley just was scared to do it by herself, so she she pulled me out. But it's, it's, I'm still happy to be here. Hey, well, hey, whatever it takes to get you here, I'm good with it either way. So, uh, thank you both for spending a morning with me here. You had to come all the way. Ashley came all the way from. Uh, well, Henderson, and you came. Are you in Henderson too? No. no. Oh, where are you at? <laughs> uh, our main office is over on Sunset in Durango. Oh, so you had to take the two fifteen all the way over here. You poor thing. <laughs> Did you stop and get a coffee on the way? No, I only drink one cup of coffee a day. I heard it stunts your growth. So, well, and yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I will let people look you up on Facebook. Uh, so uh, we are here. We're going to talk about. So the the point of this podcast has been and always will be about bringing realtors and the general public who wants to bore themselves with real estate related things, uh, best practices for real estate. And, you know, it's so interesting to me that title plays such a big role. So in, in Nevada, we are a title, uh, an escrow state, right? So we have escrow companies and title insurance. Uh, and then, when, you know, back east, they have uh, a, a different setup. It's lawyers, right? That's, uh, you're familiar with that process? Yes. Tell, tell us the difference. So uh, typically if it's an escrow state, it's a lot of it's separate. If it's an attorney state, oftentimes they do a roundtable closing, whereas all parties come to the table uh, the, the contract's there, the money's exchanged, you get keys right there, and it's considered closed, and then the documents go down to get recorded, whereas with us as an escrow state, we operate as a neutral third party, money comes through us, we facilitate the transaction, send the documents down, and our policy is upon recordation of the documents with the Clark County Recorder's Office, that's when the deal is closed. So when the deal is closed, that means a new buyer, I'm sorry, new homeowner, old homeowner, and realtors get to jump up in the air and high five. That's pretty much what happens, Basically. right, Ashley? Yeah, it's that easy. Yeah, because it's just that easy, right? Yeah. It's just like the TV shows. Wait. What is it? Uh, selling sunsets? Oh, man. I Don't get me started on sorry. the different the different ways that they really do mislead people about how easy <laughs> this is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've had deals that we're going to cancel because, you know, the, the couch that they thought was included was gone. Ugh. Anyway, I digress. So title is uh, title is the, the deed of the house, right? That's the, the instrument that says I own it and you don't. Correct. That gives you a fee simple ownership to the property that you uh, reside in in Clark County. And that means that you, know, you have it for full use and, and enjoyment and nobody else, uh, if everything goes well, nobody else has that right. And if for some way, shape, or form, there is something that arises. That's what title insurance protects against. And I have an interesting story I'm going to talk about in a little bit uh, because I, I think Tycor has done. Uh, I've, I've worked with Tycor, and I've actually talked to you talked about you guys on the previous podcast episodes. Um, and I've worked with Tycor for 18 years, and so I've I've never had a bad experience, but uh, at least that I can recall because you guys are really good about uh, numbing my numbing my memories. We're fine. Yeah, we're all good here. Yeah. Um, but the, the title policy is that thing, uh, that instrument that uh, uh, protects the new buyer from the old owner's misdeeds, potentially. Anything that might have come up to, uh, because title is a way, uh, the, the, the deed on a property is a way that creditors will attach themselves to assets. And so title insurance comes in to, what, protect us, right, mm-hmm. Ashley? You want to yes. talk about that one? Um, yeah, 
I mean, you know, you, you, we, I just did a class yesterday and we went through prelims and there's a whole bunch of stuff on there and that's our job. Our job is to clean it up for the new homeowner and you're right. If anything comes up later, um, we make sure to take care of it. I, I even with our escrow officer, she said, you know, we check, we check the prelims one more time. We pull it one more time just to be sure, even after it's recorded. Right. And if anything should arise at that point, we still clean it up. Right. I mean, it's our duty to do that. So even after it's recorded, we're still searching it. And, and I think the, for, for our purposes as realtors, you know, we, we have a, a boilerplate part of our contract that just clearly states that the prelim, the pre- preliminary title report you mentioned, um, gets reviewed by the buyer. They get a chance to, you know, review the, the, the easements that are on it. We've got, what do we have? We have easements. We have mineral rights. We have, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the prelim right now, all these different solar. elements, right? Solar, Water yeah. conservation. UCCs, mm-hmm. environment. So in Nevada, we also, uh, if you haven't heard, are in a drought. And it's only been going on for the last 20 years, right? Something like that. The rain has helped recently. It has. Yeah. A little bit. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. So the bushes will be a little greener <laughs> and the pollen's going to be miserable next year. Uh, but we're in the middle of a drought. And so the Southern Nevada Water Authority has a program that they've been using in the valley for better part of, what, 10 years easily. or so? Yeah. Oh, easily. At least that long, right? Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk a little bit about the environmental, the, what is it, the, the conservation easement? Yeah, water conservation easement. And, I mean, to give our, our, our neighbors some, some kudos, Nevada has, especially southern Nevada, we've done a remarkable job at pulling back our, our water usage. I think we, you know, obviously we see the pictures of Lake Mead. We see how low it's getting. But um, I think we get a lot of accolades from national organizations when it comes to our conservation efforts. And Jeff, you're absolutely right. One of those efforts was where there's an easement that the Southern Nevada Water Authority has uh, allowed homeowners, if they convert any area of their property that has used turf or grass, anything that uses a lot of water, if they can uh, convert that to uh, zero scape or desert landscaping, you get a certain amount of money per uh, square foot that you, you convert. Uh, however, that being said, that goes on the title. So say Ashley is a homeowner. She decides that she wants to help save the environment. She's going to convert, uh, you know, maybe 50 square feet of her backyard to Xeriscape that did have grass on it. She gets a little bit of a bump from Southern Nevada uh, Water District uh, to incentivize her to do that. And then I come in and I want to buy the property and, you know, I come from back east and boy, I really like the greenery back east. I want to put grass in. <laughs> if that's the case and there's a conservation easement on it, um, you you have to pay back that money and you also get looked upon uh, poorly by your friends and neighbors for, for not committing to saving the environment. So it definitely affects, the, again, that full use and enjoyment of the property once the buyer takes title and those conservation easements are big because like you said it's a it's an easement that this snwa has put on your home in consideration for right we have to have a consideration absolutely uh for monies that they gave to zero scape or um make that area more water smart and so it can be on it can be undone i went through that recently i had a client a friend of mine since grade school he and his beautiful wife uh, bought a house in my neighborhood and this big one acre property the homeowner this was the interesting part okay so we already had our contract we were at the home inspection and the homeowner was there and we were just chatting and the homeowner was very proud of his property as he should have been and he was pointing it out the back kitchen window and said hey you know over here we had had the pool area designated and then he said something and I, I turned to him and said are you did you ever sell any portion of your property back to the southern Nevada water did you ever get money for oh yeah 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 we did uh-huh and I you know I said oh, okay good good you know I don't want to go over it with the seller he's not my client and uh, so I immediately walked excuse myself and called the other agent because it wasn't on the disclosure forms it wasn't in the MLS it wasn't anywhere because my clients had plans to have uh, a less water smart backyard they wanted to put a pool in they wanted to do you know some things is it not on the srpd there's a spot for it Hmm. you know it's on page two i think it's is it a yes or no or is it you have to like write in and fill out it's a yes or no did you ever you know is there a conservation easement and they spell out what it is and then it was it was marked no and you know that's that goes into a different podcast episode altogether about how we help our sellers fill out our forms correctly. And it's not the seller's fault. The agents are responsible to make sure that that information is explained 
um, and I don't think it was. But the long and short of it is we got it fixed. The, buy, the seller had to buy back everything that they had received in terms of money plus interest. Um, they reconveyed it to the property. They removed it from the prelim and we got everything cleared up. But yeah, it was like a, it was a learning experience. But I will say this, the gentleman over at the Southern Nevada Regional Water Authority that is in charge of the easements is amazing. So fast, so responsive, so helpful. Walked us through the entire process uh, of conservation easements. So we, that's, a, that's a big in the weeds discussion, no pun intended. Um, so <laughs> title policies, uh, so, so you guys are two parts of one service, I would, I guess you could say it's two services at one company. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. And you wanna go over the two services that you offer, Ashley? I like I like putting you on the spot. I've known she really you. does. So oh I, I've known I've known Ashley. Uh, I've been in business for eighteen years, and I think I've known you at least sixteen of those years. Yes, because you were in the business two years before before me. That would, yeah. yeah, that's how that math yeah, would work. I and think, so I think that's how I think that's how. But long that I've seems known like you. a really long time. I didn't think you were that old. She's not. Oh, I was looking she at was you. I was 16. talking to you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> uh, my birthday's tomorrow. Oh, happy happy birthday. Know, yeah, everyone know when I was recording this. Um, but uh, so I, I do like to tease you more than most. And that's just part of being my friend. So do you want to tell that's us nice. about? Do you want? <laughs> do you want to tell us about? Can I leave now? <laughs> title and escrow. So tell us about escrow, since I think that's the part that you you help me the most with escrow. So tell us about. I do. Yes. Tell us about the escrow process. What happens? I open a file and then what? I mean, you open a file. We give you an escrow number. Um, your escrow officer will be in communication with uh, your clients and the other agents' clients. Um, we're a neutral third party, so. Um, I mean, what else? we order the prelim, we make sure, you know, if there are some red flags on there, we go through, we clean it up, we order demands for HOA, trash, sewer, um, we make sure that everything is prorated on the settlement statement. I always tell people the escrow officer is kind of like the conductor. Yeah. You know, he or she is there to make sure that all of the parts are falling into place. Mm -hmm. And it just, every time I think of that, I think of this uh, Instagram meme and it's this guy putting shapes into a bucket and he goes we have a rectangle which hole does the rectangle go into <laughs> the square hole anyway I'll, I'll send it to you later that's that's gonna have to get edited out but um so you guys the escrow officer's job is to kind of conduct the symphony mm -hmm. make sure that the sellers are giving clear title marketable title and that the buyer is giving the money that they said they would and then of course all the interested parties the trash the sewer the county taxes uh, all those folks are paid off so that the buyer can move on their merry way, right? Yeah, and all yeah. of the agent's instructions too. You know, if we get counteroffers or addendums, anything that needs to be applied to the file, that we do that accordingly. So then uh, title. I mean, I, I know, so so just to kind of clarify for everybody, Tycor Title is the title company, but it's part of a bigger family. Is that right? Correct. So we are a very proud member of the Fidelity National Financial family of companies, and um, we're the largest title insurer in the nation. So that's where we kind of get our backing to actually provide a policy of, of title insurance. And this is the one where, where if escrow is the conductor, uh, you know, you can think about the the, the, the title officer is a guy in like a short sleeve button down with a tie who's just going over <laughs> going over paperwork. Um, but it, it, it is. It's it's it's. I don't. I think a lot of folks don't understand when they're when they're going through the process that we are issuing a policy of title insurance. So our job on the title side is to mitigate as much risk as possible. That's why we want to make sure that we look under every rock and um, ask as many questions as possible because. We don't want that new buyer to ever have to have anybody to come back to say, hey, I have an equitable interest, I have a financial interest, I have a vested interest in the property. And so that being said, that's why you, a lot of the, the, the hoops you have to jump through come from the title end to make sure we feel comfortable about issuing a, a, an insurance policy. And, and along those lines, you feel comfortable issuing the policy, but why should a realtor feel comfortable encouraging or suggesting Tycor? or one of the other Fidelity National Financial companies, why should they feel comfortable working with you? 
No, that's a, that's a great question, and I think again, just as 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 much as folks don't understand, it is an insurance policy. A lot of people don't ask that question; they think we're all the same. But uh, Tycor is the Cadillac brand of the FNF family, so that just you know being being oh, said, boy, shots fired, just right <laughs> right, right <laughs> off the bat. But uh, you know, we're 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 a, we're we're a Fortune 500 company. We we achieved the 238 ranking. That's our highest ranking that we've had. We have a 46.5 billion dollar investment portfolio. We have 1.9 billion dollars just in claims reserves and uh, we have 27,000 uh, employees uh, operating out of 1300 locations so we the, the, but the claims reserves is really the most important thing for a buyer's peace of mind because most title claims don't arise uh, on average it's about five to seven years after the property closes so you're wow. living merrily uh, in in your home five to, and then five years from now something pops up so uh, unsuspecting uh, you're just living your life that's mowing it. the lawn and you and, know trimming the bushes and all of a sudden Whammo! There it is. There's the it pops up, and the rate that we're paying claims with our claims reserves, uh, we could if we could shut our doors tomorrow, which we're not going to do. We're obviously you just heard our mark our market cap doing okay. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're doing all right. Um, but we're uh, we're not going to. But if if something happened where we shut our doors tomorrow at the rate that we're paying claims, we could pay claims for seven to eight years just with our claims reserves. So that not not putting any other money uh, into our claims reserves, we could pay those claims out for that amount of time even if we uh, you know cease to exist. Um, so that's the peace of mind that the buyer should have when obtaining a policy of title insurance from any of the FNF brands but more, most importantly Tycor Title. So I, I think that's what I, you know, cuz as a broker, right? As a broker, we are kind of risk averse. We want to do everything we can. So from errors and emissions insurance which we carry a robust policy to the companies that we encourage our agents to work with. Obviously, I, I've, it's no secret I encourage my agents to work with Tycor. Um, and part of the reason I do that is because what you just mentioned, the claims reserves. Um, when I first started in the business, I had uh, uh, Tycor was introduced to me. Um, and so I've, I've always felt comfortable there, but then I strayed. I will, I, I, you know, to say that, I guess that's weird to say, no, but I, I went to uh, another title company back then in 2005. Uh, this guy called me up. He's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so with XYZ escrow. And, uh, you know, we want to take you to lunch. And I was new. I didn't have any money. So taking me to lunch meant I was going to eat that day. So I was super <laughs> excited about that. Uh, so they did. They took me to lunch. I got a, um, a leather bound, this was before, I mean, I had a, a Palm Pilot. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay? Um, not then. Okay, not then. Didn't I have money for that because I couldn't eat lunch. But I had a, uh, he gave me this nice leather folio and a very nice pen and a very nice letter opener. And I was like, this is amazing. I got all these nice, I got a lunch, I got all these nice gifts. Um, you know, didn't realize that Vistaprint was doing all this stuff back then. But the long <laughs> and short of it was, they provided terrible service. And I felt this loyalty to now have to send him business because he took me to lunch and gave me a pen um, because I was naive to it. But then, you know, went back to Tycor because, of course, the, the, the deal was, was not great. But now as a broker, and you know this, but now as a broker, when somebody came to me and said, well, why don't, you know, why don't you refer other title companies? And I said, look, I don't, I don't not refer them. But when asked what my preference is, I prefer Tycor. And they said, well, uh, what happens if you ever get in trouble? And I said, well, get in trouble for what? They said, well, what happens if something happens? I said, well, if something happens, the reason I referred Tycor was because they have what you just said, the largest claims reserves. And that was what their job was, was to ensure the policy. So not to monopolize the conversation any further, but I want to tell you my story mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll tell you my little story. So my assistant, Irene, who allows me to tell this story, um, bought a house, a piece of land, sorry, a piece of land before she worked for me. And thankfully, luckily, the agent she bought it from used Tycor Title. So this land had not con conveyed for many, many years, since the 70s, okay, well before Ashley was born. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I'm not being facetious for those that I can't see her. Uh, but so it hadn't conveyed since the seventies. They pull their building permits. They get their, oh, I'm sorry. They pull all their architectural plans. They have all their drawings for the home. They're going to own or build her the home. They go down to the building department. They're going to pull their permits. The building department says, very nice. This looks great, but you can't build here. 
And they said, what do you mean we can't build here? Well, sir, there's an easement that goes across the width of the property. And it's, you know, 18 feet wide. What do you mean? So now they have this plan to build their home and they can't build it there. And so she come, my assistant comes to me and says, what do I do? And I said, well, first question was, who's the escrow officer? <laughs> who's the escrow company? And she says, well, it was Tycor. And so, you know, you might think, oh, well, Tycor messed up. Yeah, people are going to, right? That's inevitable. It's the human nature of it. But I called Charlie Carr, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I called Charlie and I said, Charlie, I have a problem. And she's like, what is it? I told her. She said, file a claim. Here's where you do it. Bop, 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 bop. Bing, bang, boom. A couple weeks went by. There were some appraisals and stuff that had to happen in order to make sure that all that. And so I called Charlie back. I was like, hey, what's happening? You know, they're trying to get building and all this other stuff. Like three days later, a FedEx came and it was the entire amount of the title claim. The whole property got reconveyed to her. Basically, they paid the entire uh, claim because this was, but you can't do that. You can't absorb that kind of loss, right, as a business if you don't have the claims reserves. And that's what I try to explain to people is that you go to some of these newer ventures or smaller companies, if they aren't insured and you don't know who the entitled insurer is, you as a broker, you as a realtor, I mean, because let's be honest, how many realtors out there really have a seller that says, well, if we're going to list our home with you, we want to make sure that you're using XYZ title because we really love them over there. <laughs> they don't, right? It's the agent. Seller prefers. Yeah, my butt seller prefers. So anyway, that was my little story. But Tycor came in with a white, you know, big red cape on and a big T on their chest and paid that out without blinking an eye. And that's what we pay for. Yeah. Do you, um, do you know how many title companies we have in town? Charlie just said... Oof. Gave us our answer. I, I'm going to guess just because I want to throw a number out and sound educated. Thirty. Thirty. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's much, much higher. Much, what? much yeah. more. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. True story. How many? Is it one twenty-five? There's a lot. There, no. there, sometimes, sometimes it's one deal they record. Some national companies have it and they oh, contract okay, out. Okay, but okay. At, the, at the same time, yeah. it's it speaks to your point, Jeff, that there's so much noise in our space right now that you really have to do some digging and some due diligence just as you would when you're meeting with a real estate professional making sure their their you know their integrity is never called into question and they have good morals and ethics and provide the service level that sh- the consumer should expect in making the largest financial purchase in their life just as you're doing the diligence your due diligence on your real estate professional look to see who their partners are in the transaction because we're dealing with people in the transitionary period of their life they're moving their 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 life is kind of uprooted that's when stress happens that's when mistakes get made and to make sure that folks that you're working with are all on board that are all you know a players it's going to help you out and then you're right people make mistakes we're all human and if that does happen, you want to make sure you have some folks that are resourceful. We happen to be the most resourceful people in town uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, to make sure that that's taken care of. Because, again, I mean, this shouldn't be – we want to give our clients peace of mind. Right. And when that doesn't happen and something does occur, we need to make it right. So, okay, so we talked about title policies, right? So it's, a, it's just like a normal insurance policy on a car, for example. You're insuring the deed. You're insuring clear title on the house. Tycor does that through its Chicago title arm. Correct. Right. Okay. That's what so, paper we write. Right. On. That's the paper you write. So um, you insure the title. Everything's great. But the other thing that we're running into, not we, thankfully, knock on wood, but the industry as a whole is, is really reeling from is the extremely sophisticated, almost real-time responsive phishing scams and wire fraud scams that are ravaging the country. Uh, I mean, how do you know how many millions was stolen last year? I, I've heard a number, but I don't know what it was. Well, the the, the attempt, I, I think there was the attempt, was, and we get a report every month just for our operations nationwide, um, and it's you know upwards around 30, 30 million a month is, is being attempted to be diverted and sometimes, you know, depending on who and what it is, sometimes it's it's twelve million, ten million a month that's being diverted. So you add that up, and I believe that the IRS said that cybercrime is ranked number two on the most, you know, this type of wire fraud uh, situation is like the second highest, uh, the, the second highest number of these type of crimes on in, in cyber uh, in the cyber division, and and it's only getting worse. So, and and for those that don't understand what we're talking about. 
if I'm going to buy a home, there's a transfer of money that takes place usually twice, right? There's the initial deposit of earnest money, which is that good faith money that people put up at the beginning of the sale. And that in most states is wired now. Is that right? It's not being delivered in a personal check anymore. We're not doing cashier's checks. It's it's wired through banks. Am I You're correct. accurate? Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the second transfer, the big transfer, is the down payment money or the cash at closing to, to make the deal happen. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Good. So so those are the two chances that our mostly out-of-country hackers are going to try to insert themselves. And as you said, I think you said, uh, what, what was the word you used? It was very nice. Divert? Divert, yeah. Divert. Diversions, yeah. That's a yeah, very that's, nice way of saying uh, steal. That's, that's our industry, that's our industry term. <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife that. Yeah. When I next time she's gonna go, there's a brownie missing. I'm gonna say I diverted the brownie, <laughs> brownie uh, from its resting resting place in the kitchen <laughs> to my stomach. Yeah, I diverted it. I, I like the way diverted. that sounds. Absolutely. So um, they'll divert the money. So we're seeing an ungodly amount of money: twelve, fifteen, twenty million dollars a month being diverted. Well, and so Jeff, as as we talk about how they're getting that that this is what's going on, and and how the the villains are off like. You said it before, almost real-time kind of changing their ways. At first, it was seller's diversions, the seller's proceeds. They were sending fraudulent wires, wiring instructions to escrow, and escrow was wiring out to the wrong account. Then they moved to buyers and, and earnest money and down payment. But you can see it on, uh, again, that seller diversion is still there. Loan payoff is is often targeted wow. as well. And then also we've seen some with real, with realtor commissions. I mean, so they're trying, anytime there's a, there's a transaction, anytime anybody sends or receives money, that's an opportunity for the villains to take advantage of just one small crack in the system. And once they do it, it's, it's, it's pretty scary how fast it spreads that's amazing so that you you just said some things i wasn't aware of first off terrified to hear realtor commissions are being diverted <laughs> absolutely um we get our we get our closing packages via check still so i think we're sta- we're safe um but the um the thing so so let's just for an example if xyz title fails to catch something on a prelim Title insurance protects that, right? Correct. That's what our claims reserve protects against, or is there to pay out. So, so an insurance policy comes in for XYZ title, because XYZ title may be paying some outside third-party insurance company to insure their escrows. Is that correct? Majority of the, the there's there's five major underwriters in the U.S., and there's a lot of you know, local agencies, we talked about uh, attorney states, they'll just kind of contract out to maybe a local agency, but they still write on write on one of the big dog's paper. So the big five. The, the, the big five, yeah. Okay. So majority of them are, there's some regional title insurers that are, that are popping up a little bit uh, on the West Coast, but overwhelming majority of the market share is handled by five major underwriters. Okay, so they're, they're the escrow company, mom and pop escrow company is is underwriting through one of the big five. And if mom and pop escrow company misses something, then that that title loss is insured by this big five. Correct. Now, what happens though if mom and pop, or let's use a, we'll say a new title company, somebody that's an upstart that's trying to start out, what happens if they are a victim of the wire thing that you just talked? I mean, what 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 if they get a bad loan payoff? It comes directly out of the operations pocket, and this is this. The scary thing is, is again, we talk about making mistakes. It could be just we, when we're typing in the wire, we, when we have a system to protect against this. But again, sometimes things happen where if we wire something out to somebody's account, we can't just get that money back. Once money hits someone else's account, without their, with you know, without them agreeing to releasing the money to us. Um, we, we can't just recall it and, and get it back. So once it's in there, it's in there. And that's a direct hit against the operation. So you you have these smaller companies that, yes, you're absolutely right. They are protected on the title side against either an FNF, First American, Old Republic, Stewart, one of the one of the big five. And that's protected. But if there's an escrow loss that is directly taken out of the operation and it's scary the again the amount of money that's attempting to be diverted and Ashley and I look at our P&L every month we we know you know our margins 
uh, it'd be really scary for one of these smaller shops to get a hit like that and not be able to not be able to make payroll, not be able to keep the lights on. I mean, that's it's it's real world situation that uh, people are having to deal with. And again, it just it's not. I don't believe being discussed as as much as it should be. So that's why I had you on because well, I, I thanks, think Jeff. this is. I think this is. Look, I I love Tycor, but I'm loyal to your service. I'm loyal to the title policies. If you guys came out to me tomorrow and said, "Look, Jeff." Um, you know, we've taken a hit. Our claims reserves are going down. We're third place in the country now. We can't insure your clients' policies the way we did before. We still will do everything we can to be good service for you. I'll be honest. I'm loyal to this. I'm loyal to what you provide my client. So I would have to seek the best insurance for them, right? That's what we do. Absolutely. That's why we are hired. Um, but I think that a lot of agents out there are blindly through trusting their broker for example which is you know i ask my agents to trust me so i'm not belittling that but they're trusting in a lot of these joint ventures that we're seeing and i'm going to explain that in a second they're trusting that because their broker says hey use this company that that's altruistic you know you guys are disinterested from us we have no agreements we have no uh what what were they called marketing agreement what were those things msas right marketing service agreement or something like that we don't have anything like that. I work with you guys because I like you guys, and I know what you're going to do for my clients. But companies in town and across the country are opening, they have a real estate brokerage, they have a lender now, right? They have a loan officer or a loan company. They have a title and escrow company now. I'm waiting for them to get the home inspection company next. But you basically, they're, they're coming to you with a one-stop shop uh, approach or one-stop shop um, uh, like that's somehow better. So, so yeah, there's that solution. Right. But I think the reality is I like a check and balance. I like knowing that each person has their own vested interest in the transaction success and that there isn't that conflict, right, of, of owner, own ownership of the, of the file. So if there is a problem, you can say, hey, this was not the, – the reason we referred you to this title company was – because of their X, Y, and Z, not because our company was going to make more money by the commission and then the title escrow fees and then the lending uh, origination fees. So these joint ventures that are popping up, in my opinion, are something that agents, both on the broker side, the listing side, and on the cooperative side should be very careful of. Yeah, and you know, I think that the 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 idea behind making the consumer experience better is not something that should be frowned upon. I mean, we the society is growing so much, and technology is playing such a role in our daily lives that sometimes the the buying and selling a house, the process seems archaic because it, you know you're coming in, signing 500 pages at close of escrow. So the idea to make the process simpler and uh, and, and more transparent to the consumer, I think, is a good thing. But you're you're absolutely right, Jeff. I think you still need to rely on local area professionals to do what they do best in order to get that done. Because I think that's how the consumer is best served. I don't, you know, Ashley and I don't want to, uh, you know, rain on anybody's parade. I mean, if people want to diversify their income streams, that's that's something that they made the decision to do. However, going back to what's best for the consumer, and I think as a as a realtor, that's obviously what you guys' uh, main focus is, is yeah. to, to make sure that you're advocating for your, your client. That's what I truly believe, and this is just my opinion, so I'm not speaking on behalf of the company, but my opinion is that the consumer is best served by a local area expert that specializes in, in certain fields because we know, Ashley and I both have a long tenure with the company, that's what we pride ourselves on. We have uh, many tenured employees with Tycor Title that understand the market, understand what to watch out for, understand how to close a transaction properly, um, conveniently, transparently, and safely. And uh, other folks on startups, sometimes you know you're not you're getting kind of B and C squads that are coming in because that's what attracts that 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 client that you know that business. Well, I think so. So just to kind of make the example clear for those listening um if the escrow escrow officer calls up h you know hs hsbc bank Mm -hmm. (laughs) we won't use them abc bank and says hey abc bank our sellers have a mortgage with your company please send us your payoff 
that payoff comes in and we find out through uh, the aftermath that that was a false payoff and the escrow officer wire transfers that mortgage payoff. Now keep in mind, mortgage payoffs are not usually very small. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if they wire out, we'll say $350,000 mortgage payoff to ABC Mortgage and they were wrong in doing it because they were spoofed, then the company is pulling that out of their coffers, out of their payroll account, out of their savings account. It's not coming from one of the big five insurers. It's coming out of their pocketbook. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Because, because again, you kind of use that example on the title. If it was a title miss, like when they they searched the title and they missed that deed of trust, that's a title claim. If the escrow company sent the wrong money to the wrong account and and un, are unable to get it back, there is uh, there is an instance um, about two months ago in town where a an escrow company wired uh, the seller's proceeds. To, there was one one digit off on the the wire instructions, and the, unfortunately, the second wire approval didn't didn't catch it. It got sent to a it got sent to a, a different account. It wasn't fraudulent; it was just missing, and the company had a hard time getting that money back. Ended up having to take the account owner to court. Uh, wow. Fortunately, that money was uh, fortunately the money minus you know interest minus uh, liquidated damages, meaning you know, attorneys fees and costs that was re- returned, but. For that period of time, that seller did not have their proceeds um, until the, the company could make that right. Now, fortunately, the company was a bigger company, and they were able to make that seller right, took the loss on its own. That parent company uh, covered that loss until they could get it back. Um, but it, 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 at some point, they have to reverse that and say, hey, you guys didn't get that money back. It's going to come out of your general operating account and your, your profit margin. And yeah, it's, it's like I said, the margins are getting tighter and tighter. We understand that's what everybody's doing nowadays. So it's, it's just scary to realize what could be possibly lurking out there if you're not working with a reputable shop. So, you know, the, the, I guess the takeaway from this is title is you want a gold title policy. You want to know that your title policy, because normally a title issue isn't a small thing. You know, it has a property line boundary issue. It's a deed of trust. It's a judgment, a tax lien. It's, these are normally thousands, if not tens of thousands or more in problems. And so title, you want to make sure your, your gold plus policy is in place. But then on the buy, on the escrow side, you want to also make sure that you have a company that can stand behind their service the way that you just mentioned um, so that having that joint title and escrow relationship is important so let me let me talk to you about respa who wants to cover respa with oh. me oh ashley looks no she's no super, you're, I'm, i've never seen you so excited about something stop but don't put that smile let's let's hear let's hear the question well, what do you want to talk wanna, what do you want to talk about like what like what about respa <laughs> well like 12 usc 2508 you know yeah, 12. everybody knows about that. Right? You just don't know 12 USC 2508? Ashley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is a thing, though. So 12, 12 USC 2508 is the uh, title insurance, choice of title insurance. Oh, man, they're pointing at each other. They're pushing each other back and forth. I just, I just want to – Ashley, you need to showcase your wisdom. You are, you oh, are yeah. such a good uh, title rep that you should know about hey, the escrow you... – the title escrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking up over there. I am. I really enjoy, again, putting you on, I'm sorry, it's not, it's it's 12 USC 2608. I was wrong. That's probably why you looked confused for a second. Yeah, totally yeah. confused. So <laughs> that, that, that basically says that no seller of property that will be purchased with the assistance of a federally related mortgage loan shall require directly or indirectly as a condition of selling the property that title insurance covering the property be purchased by the buyer by a particular title company. Uh, so, so basically, what that says in a nutshell. Thank is, you for the the nutshell, because yeah, buyer's choice. <laughs> yes, buyer's choice of title and escrow or title, title specifically title, because uh, anything with an FHA, VA, or Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loan, USDA, I think would probably be covered. Anything mm-hmm. that's federally insured, and Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are quasi federal entities, so they are covered by this. Um, Buyer gets to choose Tycor. Tycor. Oh, I love that. That's that perfect. That was Freudian. Very Freudian. Oh, uh, buyer gets to choose title, uh, and seller can choose a different escrow company. We don't see that a lot here because our title and escrow tend to be joint mm-hmm. in one company. Um, but that's another thing that we, with the CFPB currently. 
We know that they are looking for ways to, because the CFPB's budget, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's budget, is funded by, via fines. So when they fine companies for uh, these sorts of breaches of uh, U.S. Code and RESPA, um, the Real Estate Settlements Practices Act, is that mm-hmm. what that is? Um, you know, these are just things that you learn, actually. She's looking at me cross-eyed. Uh, <laughs> the Real Estate Settlements Practices Act, 12 U.S.C. Section 2608, <laughs> says that uh, the buyer gets to choose t- title. They can. They, they, that's they choice. do, yeah. And if they choose, if the seller requires a different title company, the buyer's entitled to three times damages plus court costs and legal fees. Isn't that fun? I love how wonky this is getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you, when you came, you asked me, hey, are there any prepared questions? And I basically told you, no, no. we just sit and talk for yeah. an hour. Well, no, I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. I think they're, the, the respite guidelines, unfortunately, I don't think they're adhered to all that often. No. And, um, and because it, it, it does seem to be negotiable, it's, it's part of the... In part of the contract, you know, they they you, you write it in. Um, in other areas of the country, be, a lot of times with those attorney states, it's the the prelim is the title insurance work is done by obviously a separate company, right? And the seller obtains that either at listing, they decide what company is going to issue it, or um, once it actually goes to sell, the, the seller gets it for the title because customarily the seller pays for the owner's policy of title insurance right. insurance mm-hmm. on the behalf of the buyer so that's kind of where some folks think okay is it just settlement is it title what is it and obviously in clark county you know as well as anybody jeff it's kind of the wild wild west when it comes to <laughs> to, to, to search and uh, to choosing title and escrow but um we obviously would love anybody and everybody to, to choose tie core title yeah uh, well my attorney used to say uh there's two places where you want to be first in line and that's at the buffet and at disneyland um, but there's one place you don't want to be first in line, and that's in court. Uh, uh, what did he call it? case law? Um, so even though real estate, the 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 CFPB has not come down hard on anybody yet, doesn't mean that they won't come down hard on somebody eventually. And so we tell our agents that we don't counter title and escrow on listing side if the buyer chooses another title company, unless there's a really really good reason. But you can counter if it's cash. Oh, yeah, cash. Yeah, this is just federally related mm-hmm. mortgages, federally insured mortgages. So um, I just threw that in there to be a jerk, Ashley. So mm-hmm. I want to find out uh, more about what you, you what you do. <laughs> I mean, you are, uh, the I like to say, one of the faces of Tycor because you and your colleagues in the customer service and the agent relations uh, arena are really the ones that help our agents here at the brokerage real estate firm Uh Succeed. I mean, you're there to provide all sorts of uh, support and assistance. Tell us about what your, what is your arena? What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, this is like us, totally what, my jam right now. What do you do all day? What do I do all day? actually asked me to ask this question. He was curious. <laughs> and he wants it recorded. He wants to know <laughs> yeah. what, he said it differently. He goes, yeah. what does she do all day? And I didn't think that was the tone that my I wanted to. My mom asked me the same yeah, thing. I didn't so. want to set that Shoot. tone. So I was like, what do you do? Yeah, see how I, I went up in my tone. What do you do? What do do I do? Well, uh, let's see. I I, I really, you know, like to create my relationships with real estate agents um, and help them, whether it's, you know, if they're a listing agent, buyer's agent, or both, um, to go out there and and find listings, um, you know, and then when they they do, you know, do their prospecting calls and, and get that listing appointment, I help them, you know, be better prepared for you know, what are the right questions to ask? You know, I look at title with them. Is it LLC? Is it in a trust? Um, best practices, what to ask for? Do they have a copy of their trust? Things like that. So I always help, you know, get the questions ready for them because sometimes, you know, a lot of them are new too. And yes. this is their first time going on a listing appointment. So, and then with that, after they get the listing, um, help them market, you know, whether it's, um, you know, hey, I'm going to go door knocking, mm-hmm. you know, what programs do you have to help me with marketing pieces? Um, so that's on the listing side. And then on the buyer side, if, you know, I mean, we we want buyers right now because right. there's a ton of <laughs> listings out there. We love buyers. <sighs> um, uh, you know, and a lot of agents have their own plans. It's, you know, I'm going to look for buyers on social media. I'm sure. going to look for, you know, the renters or I'm going to go after apartment complexes, things mm-hmm. like that. So I always try to you know, think outside the box. What are other agents not doing? What's 
what's, you know, I always put my, you know, my hat on. It's if I were a consumer or a renter, what would I want to see on a flyer? What would I want to hear? Um, what would be most useful to me? So um, that's how I, I like to to help out there. Well, there's a few things that I, that I love that you do, which, which one is the property profiles and prelims that we, mm -hmm. not prelims, but lean property profiles and lean summaries. Mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, sometimes you find out that your client, especially when they're helping mom and dad who might be older and, and haven't been engaged or maybe are um, not as, as uh, sharp as they had been in previous years, they may not know the status of the title. You know, they may not know is it in a trust? I mean, and the county documents can sometimes, depending on when it was recorded, they can be a little outdated. So having you pull those property profiles and, and lien summaries for us is huge um, because it gives us the proper vesting. It gives us all the information that we need to go into the appointment educated. I have been in situations where the county's website said one thing and then in finding out later on, there was a second owner. And that second owner, in fact, this just happened just recently. This gentleman called me up. He wanted me to sell his property for him. And um, he recorded a deed for his trust, which was uninsured. But then the county's website no longer has the second owner on there who he was joint tenants with. So if I looked at the county website, I could have had him sign by himself. But because he'd mentioned something in the conversation, I had you guys pull a, pre a, a lien summary and, and property profile, and you have the secondary owner as joint tenant still. Well, and that's what I love is that when you're competing against a listing and you see, you know, they tell you, oh, I'm interviewing two to three other agents and you go in mm -hmm. and you know the right questions to ask and you're saying I have you know I'm going to need a copy of well, title we'll need a copy of your trust things like that and then the other agent comes in and everything's roses and you know yeah I can do all of this for you I mean it's going to set you apart right, right? And even though it's tough conversations hey I see that you have a thousand dollar trash lien mm -hmm. you know it's those tough conversations at least they know ahead of time and it's not just the next agent you know, fluffing them just to get the listing. Yeah, well, and it's it's one hundred percent true. And the other thing um, that I know my agents have enjoyed and really found useful is your social media prowess. Um, they all talk about uh, not knowing what what are the kids using today? Instagram, no, TikTok, uh, TikTok. No, yeah. So we don't we don't encourage the use of TikTok at our office because of its security risks, um, and because we have uh, clients with. Uh, confidential information that sometimes erroneously or incorrectly gets mailed to us. Um, and we also encourage our agents not to use at Gmail or at Yahoo or at AOL, Bobby, or at any of these other <laughs> any of these other at domains because they're free emails and they are more prone to being included in these phishing scams that we talked about earlier in this, this episode. Um, but the uh, you have this great knack with social media and also helping our agents direct more reviews and more um, client engagement to their Google accounts where they can get more reviews and more obviously the more reviews you have and the more engagement you have the more business you get right mm -hmm. so when people are looking for you know Henderson Realtor or whatever else they're searching for it helps them pop up higher in the standings have you googled Ashley Hunter at Tycor Title I will Google that. I do. I need to have Ooh. my safe search on. You should check it out. Okay, I'll check. Well, I'm not gonna do it right now. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think right. she just that was pretty much like Google me. Yeah, yeah Google that me. Was Google Go me. That was Google me. <laughs> oh, Google I Google me. myself sometimes. It sounds. I think so I already asked. I do. Yeah, you yeah. Make have sure to Google yourself. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Yikes! The stuff that comes up. It's tough. For you. Always have to have the safe search on. <laughs> Always have to have the safe N search. N w. Was it N W S F? Not safe for work. Yeah. N S F W. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I really wanted to make sure that we talked, and I'm glad we did, about the importance of, and and really the separation of title, escrow, and the kind of money that's involved. Because clearly, when we close an escrow, we want to know that it's it's gone, it's done, it's over. Uh, nails in the coffin, the deal's over, right? You don't wanna have that that phone call. Uh, <laughs> hey, remember that deal on, that's like my least favorite phone call for my agents. I had this deal that closed a year ago and my clients just called me and I'm like, oh, I hope it's to tell you that they wanna sell. Um, so those are really nervous phone calls, but um, knowing that you have the backing of a major uh, Fortune 500 company is, is huge. 
um, but also knowing that you're not going to have to worry about if it was a problem at the time. Because let's be honest, if Tycor Title had an escrow loss and had to pay out 300000 and it couldn't do it, who do you think your seller is going to come to? They're going to come to the agent that referred Tycor Title, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to come in and say, hey, Bob, the realtor, why did you refer this company that clearly can't uh, back up their uh, their service? Because that's one of our risk mitigation strategies, working with companies that are capable of performing all the time without exception is one way that we reduce our stress, reduce our liability, and are more productive because we don't have to micromanage the escrow. We don't have to hold the hand of the EO, uh, the escrow officer. So, um, and how many offices do you have in town, by the way? We have six now. Six now. And where are they? What, what are the general locations? I don't need addresses, but just where, where, what parts of town are we in? Yeah, we're strategically located throughout the valley. A couple right off the 215 in Henderson, one in the southwest in at uh, Sunset and uh, Durango. Summerlands are right next to City National Arena. We have kind of our central office at Sahara and Cimarron. Then we also service the northwest out at Sky Point and 215. Beautiful. So really there's nowhere in town that Tycor isn't being resourceful. Uh, because, again, you are the most resourceful people in town. Um, and uh, I appreciate you both coming. So uh, in, in summation, is there anything I haven't talked about that you want to address or poke at or, okay. you know, uh, <laughs> anything you want to say or, or impart on people as we depart here today? No, I don't think wow, so. Wow, that's the quietest I've ever heard Ashley be. Oh, she's but... nervous. She you know, she's <laughs> she, not she did a great job, though. She did great. If it's a, if it's a real, if I'm, you know, if 100%. it's her kiddos, Yeah, I, t- I got this. She is all over it. There, she's got the hair done. She's smiling. I got the transitions down. Right. Yeah. But now that you're just you and a microphone, just... With the both of you staring at me. I told you I was staring <laughs> at the mic. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, no, Jeff, I mean, you know, we, we certainly appreciate, one, the opportunity to come on and speak to your audience. But I just want to also commend you for, for doing this. I think there's, again, there's so much noise. To be able to not control a narrative but actually provide expert insight on what's happening in the market – just so you can actually get a, a really feel on, okay, what is going on in the market out there? And I think this show does a great job in, in doing that. So uh, just you know, kudos to you for doing this, and, and thanks for having us on. Uh, it's my pleasure. And uh, so if anybody needs to get a hold of you, Ashley, they want ex- excellent – uh, title rep customer service. What can, how can they reach you? What's the best way of doing that? Uh, Google me. Google me. <laughs> Google me, son. <laughs> they can call me, email me, Instagram, uh, direct message. I check my DMs all the time, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the phone number that they can call you at? 702-219-6515. And Ryan, if people need to get a hold of you, what do they do? Uh, Ashley controls my schedule, so oh, okay. just kidding. No, they can, uh, they, 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 if they do need to reach out, they can reach me at 702-528-2410. Well, I can't thank you both enough for spending the last hour with me. It has just flown by. Uh, so if you have any questions, reach out to these two fabulous people over at Tycor Title. Um, and as always, thank you for listening. If you uh, have enjoyed the podcast, or even if you haven't, really, uh, please follow, like, subscribe, click the yes, the thumbs up, whatever you got to do. Share it with the people you like, the people you don't like. Um, you know, you can leave it as a, as a gag gift if you want to. But we love every listen that we can get. So uh, thank you again. Look forward to our next episode of Agent to Agent Remarks with Jeff Lowe. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back soon with another informative episode.